Welcome to The Howler, your weekly look into the state of Wolfpack Athletics. Now let's go to your hosts, Ethan Barry and Madison Bell. Welcome into another edition of The Howler, Ethan Barry and Madison Bell alongside you once again. A new semester here at NC State. We haven't recorded in about a month, I would say. Last time we recorded, I was with Andrew Schnitker and you were in Florida, so... Um, I sure was. I guess consider yourself lucky to be able to go to Florida during exams. <laughs> yeah. It was my little brother's uh, Pop Warner League got invited to go down there and play, so... His team got invited to go down there. Not the whole league. Well, it's the Pop Warner League is what, but yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, the Pop Warner League got invited to go, and his team was the one chosen. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So was it fun? It was fun. Rode some coasters. Good. Got to see some cool safari animals. That's my favorite part. Good. Got to spend some time with family. My little brother's team did win. Good. In case you were wondering, both of their games got cute little <coughs> Super Bowl rings is what it's called. It's called the Tiny Mite Bowl. Very nice. Very nice. Well, while we've been gone, a lot has happened. Uh, I'd say so. In, in NC State <laughs> sports. Um, I guess we'll go ahead and start with basketball. Um, I mean, there's really a lot to talk about. Football, too. And we'll get to that in a bit. I guess we can go ahead and start with basketball on the most recent thing that happened, which was... Um, can we go in chronological order? Chronological order? Yeah. So let's start with, like, Clemson. Okay. And then we'll go to Notre Dame. And then well, we'll I was going to start before that. I was going to start when uh, we learned of Mark L. Johnson's suspension. And I'm not, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on it. Um, I definitely think it's a scenario where... Um, you want to wait to reserve judgment. I know um, some of the things that have been written, particularly from the News Observer, uh, they've made Markel look bad. Um, but I would encourage you just to wait and see, you know, what happens. He's waiting for his pretrial right now. It's been pushed back a couple times. Um, you know, I don't know a whole lot about the situation. I don't know a whole lot about, like, the laws and stuff, especially in Cleveland. Um, if I had to guess, I would guess that he'll be back at some point. Um, but like I said, I don't really know. Um, so I just, you have to take a wait and see approach. And like I said, don't believe everything you read on the internet. So um, we'll see. And uh, obviously, hopefully he comes back. Because NC State needs him. And obviously, this is something that's bigger than basketball. Um, so, you have any thoughts on that? Or? <clears throat> um, <clears throat> excuse me. It's very obvious to me that his team is very supporting team and coaching staff. Right. I think there was definitely a reason why it did take so long. For him to get for suspended. This, uh, not for him to get suspended, but for the news to come out. Because oh, this gotcha. is a... It's, it's a serious charge. Yeah, um, it is. And I think that they were trying to, like you said, keep people from judging Markel so harshly before knowing the situation or even the right. outcome of the situation. Um, 
I think it's a shame that it came out yeah. personally. Because I think that um, Markel's privacy was their main concern, obviously. You don't want to inflict that kind of pain and judgment on somebody intentionally. Um, it's a really unfortunate situation, not just for our basketball team, but I think for Markel as a person. Yeah. Um, whether the situation will end badly or end well, I think it's a really unfortunate situation. Because yeah. if you look at it from the direction that he's innocent, he's missed a total of eight basketball games, and that's just something that is going to be really difficult. I mean, obviously, he loves basketball, so it makes things difficult for him. And I don't know. I just feel I feel bad for him, you know? Yeah, it, yeah, it just it's – a, it's a no-win situation, and uh, – you hope for the best. Hopefully, we'll learn some things that aren't public right now that make him look better. And, um, you know, we'll see. On the court, NC State has missed him. Um, you know, he's starting point guard. And he's not just a starting point guard. I mean, for me, he's by far the most athletic player on the team. I shouldn't say by far. LeVar Bats is right there with him. Maybe you can put Malika Boo in that conversation. But. Defensively, NC State is a lot worse without him, and he's the best playmaker. And um, NC State needs him very badly, and I think we saw that against UNCG the first game without him against Clemson against Notre Dame, and NC State looked bad against Notre Dame. You know, I don't think Markell would have fixed those issues, but um, you know, it's an adjustment because that's a guy. I mean. He might be the most important player on the team right now. You know, the way he sets others up, the way he can uh, defend. And um, and I think everyone was aware that Markel was going to be such a crucial part of this team because even Kevin Keats himself said that right. he was going to be ex – he was expecting very big things from Markel this season. Yeah. Um, when Keats came out the UNCG game – when it was first announced that Markel had been suspended, he just – Keats looked concerned, you yeah. know. Mm -hmm. uh, most of the time he walks out with a smile on his face. There was no – No smile on No his face. smile. He looked tired. Yeah. And, you know, you look to get past it. And look, I don't know <coughs> – I don't know how the whole legal thing works, but – Apparently, he can get cleared at a pretrial. So, hoping for good news at one of these pretrials. Maybe the third time's the charm. Um, talking about NC State without him. NC State's not a very good team without him. I mean, that's my opinion. NC State's probably one of the two or three worst teams in the ACC without him. But they didn't look like it on Saturday night um, against Duke. Great win. Fantastic win. It was a fun, it was a fun game. Every time Duke punched NC State, NC State responded. And I think it was similar to the Arizona game in that Duke and Arizona are good. And, you know, they, they made some runs. They threw some punches, and NC State just came right back. NC State didn't fold. Um, NC State was down 11 early in the first half and came back. And I think that was the most impressive part because, you know, when I'm there looking up at NC State's down 11, I'm like, oh, boy, this is going to be a long game. And then uh, LeVar Bats came in, spiked, sparked the team. Uh, O'Meara had a big game, first half especially. 
before he got in some foul trouble. Um, I mean, to, to beat a team like that, it takes a good game from anybody, from everybody, and that's what happened. Torn Dorn hit a couple huge three-pointers, including the four-point play to ice the game. Braxton Beverly took care of the ball, hit a big three. Um, Leonard Freeman, Malika Boo did their thing inside. Already talked about Amir. Al Freeman made some big shots. And it was just a total team effort. And I think that is the NC State team. That is the system. That is the system working to its finest. It's not going to work like that every game this year. NC State doesn't have the athletes or the shooters for that. But that's what it's going to look like in three, four years. Yes. I think the first two ACC games were, to put it bluntly, pretty much a culture shock for the majority of our team. Because if you think about it, you have Al Freeman from Baylor who came to NC State to play in the ACC has been on record saying he wanted to play in the best basketball league in the country. Right, and to be fair, the Big Conference, 12 was good. Excuse me. Big yeah. 12 was good, but Al Freeman came off. So he came. He went from coming off the bench to being, being a starter. Playing 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, so Sam Hunt came from UNCG. Doesn't really know what it's like to play consistent ACC basketball. Yeah. LeVar Bats and Beverly, Beverly are freshmen. They were in high school. Yeah, they were in high school. They don't, like – They've quite literally been, no, yeah. like no pun intended, thrown to the wolves. Like, yeah. they haven't trial by uh, fire. Yeah, they haven't really had especially the opportunity. Yeah, especially without Markel, they haven't really had that opportunity to kind of sit back and learn. And I think one of the reasons why Markel has been so great is because he got to share some of that last year with Dennis, who. Yeah. We obviously know what he's doing now. But, like, I think that's part of the reason why Markel was as he knew instrumental. He was yeah, he was as instrumental as he was in the games that he played at the beginning of the season because he's had that experience before. Yeah. Omir, to me, is a different player this year than he was last year. Oh, 100%. Um, so the whole idea of playing in the ACC, Omir last year versus Omir this year, is just – I mean, if a you completely different ball game, but Lenard hasn't played <laughs> in over a year. Yeah, he's out of touch with the ACC basketball. Mm-hmm. Abu, so really, well, Abu's pretty much your only yeah, guy with a lot of exactly the guy you're looking at right now is Abu. Yeah, with Markel being out, so I think the first couple of games were like, oh. Yeah, and to be fair, you know, Notre Dame played probably their best game of the season. Yeah, because their game after, didn't they score like yeah. 50 points? I mean, there's a, yeah, there's a saying, you're never as good as your best game, you're never as bad as your worst game. That was Notre Dame's best game. And, that you know, they won't match that all year. And that's fine. You know, sometimes that happens. We're used to that happening here. Um, I remember that kid from Syracuse last year was like a 29% three-point shooter. And then he went like – what was it, like 10 for 13 from downtown yeah. and hit some ridiculous three to force overtime. Yeah. But for me, I'm interested to see how the team responds after a big win because we all know what usually happens after a big win at NC State. And um, to me, this is a perfect setup for uh, NC State to bounce 
not bounce back, but win two in a row, come off the big win and get another win. And look, the football team did it this year. They w uh, they beat Florida State, then came back and beat uh, Syracuse, I believe. Yep. Then they went to Louisville, came back, or they beat Louisville, then went to Pitt and won that game. Um, so maybe the basketball team can do that. I think it's a good opportunity for NC State because, A, you played Clemson a week and a half ago, if that, a yeah. week ago. Um, so you know, I mean, you saw them, so you know what they've got, and uh, you're at home. I think you'll have a good crowd. It'll be 9 o'clock games, so maybe not as good, but um, – Look, you played this team two a week ago, ten days ago, and you didn't play well. So you want to come out, give them, you know, show them that what they saw last week wasn't what they really saw. And that Clemson's ranked right now. I think they're in the top 20 even. Um, so obviously, if NC State reverts back to how they played against Clemson the other day, and they're not going to win against a team like that. I saw something on Twitter that I thought could potentially ring very true with this basketball team, it was that the first two games, their first two ACC games, it was very, like, sporadic. Yeah. And there wasn't really – it didn't really look like they were following a set game plan. But mm -hmm. the Duke game, it looked like they came out and executed exactly what they were supposed to do. And – the thing that I saw on social media said that it looked like one of those situations where your parent was, like, giving you advice. And they said, you shouldn't do that, but I'm going to let you do it so you can learn. And then you learn that your parent's way was really the best way that yeah. you should have listened to to begin with. Mm -hmm. And I think that that could yeah. potentially ring true. And I think it's really – I mean, winner, it's not totally about the wins and losses this year. If you can make the tournament, that's great. F for me, I would be stunned if this team won, made the NCAA tournament without Mark L. Johnson. I mean, that would just be national coach of the year for Kevin Keats. I mean, that that would just be ridiculous. But, yeah. um, So I wouldn't expect that to happen. But, look, if you can get through this stretch at 2-2 two and two, if you beat Clemson on Thursday night, that's a tough stretch to start with. You know, you've still got completely winnable games on the schedule ahead. Wake Forest, uh, Boston College, Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, Pittsburgh. Those are all teams that you can beat. So then if you can get to nine wins in the ACC, like, well, all right, let's see what we've got here. So, But like I said, we'll see how they come off of a big win. One thing that I remember from the Arizona game is how NC State came out the next day. I want to say it was against Northern Illinois. State didn't look great, but it was they didn't lose because they won. They beat the number two team the day before. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like sometimes, for lack of a better word, you look hungover after a big win. I didn't think NC State looked like that against Northern Iowa. They just they just didn't make enough shots. So um, I think that'll be something to keep an eye on. Look, if you shoot thirty percent against Clemson, but you play well, lose by ten, that's fine. You know, you're you're not a great shooting team. Um, so we'll see. Obviously, if you come out and look pathetic and lose by 20, then, you know, that's an issue. But um, really this year, like I said, it's about building a foundation, building a culture. You're going to have at least seven new players next year. And um, there's a lot of talent. Yeah, coming. it'll be fun to see. I think C.J. Bryce and Devin Daniels are going to be really good. The transfer's sitting out right now.
But it was a fun win. And look, if nothing else, you know, I wouldn't be shocked to see, to see NC State pull off another big win this year. Maybe Virginia, maybe Chapel Hill. I don't think they're actually that good this year. Um, ACC's got some good teams, and I could see NC State pulling off another upset. So, I agree. We'll see what happens. Any other thoughts on basketball? Nope. Nope. All right, well, we'll go ahead and transition into football coming off of the national championship game last night. It was a good game, I got to say. Feel really bad for Georgia fans, but um, it's a good game. A I was pulling for Georgia yeah. solely because of yeah, I was too. Nick Chubb. I was pulling for Georgia because Alabama's there every year, so I like seeing different teams win. But that too. I'll take the good. I'll take a good game. That was really a phenomenal game, and um, the games have just been getting better and better. I mean, last year was an absolute classic. So was the year before. Alabama Clemson and um, that's how you know you've got it right when the games are that good and uh, hopefully NC State will be in that conversation next year not going to count on it but Ryan Finley coming back huge helps a lot um, we can start with the bowl win look Arizona State I don't know I, d I can't sit here and tell you that I watched Arizona State play football at all this year mm -mm. but they were in a bowl. Their bowl was a l one step too high for them, and NC State was one step too low, and maybe even a few steps too low. And that was that was what happened, if you ask me. NC State was much better than Arizona State. It was not even close. I kind of had that idea that um, this this past year's this past season's football team had a chip on its shoulder already. Um, and I feel like when they didn't get the bowl that they thought they deserved, it... They did deserve. They didn't just think they deserved it. They deserved it. They deserved a better bowl game. Yeah, too. well, they... It made them mad. Yeah. It made the chip on their shoulder just a little bit bigger. And I expected nothing less than for NC State to go in and... Yeah. I mean put I up 50. Like, I, I was fully expecting that. Yeah, and I mean, you ran the fake field goal that was almost a touchdown in the first quarter. Yep. So it was nearly 60. Um, yeah, I mean, Arizona State didn't I, – I don't even remember us punting, to be honest. But uh, – I did. They p We punted once. NC State punted the ball once. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it was – it was a good cap to the year. It was a fun game. No stress involved. Just a nice little, oh, here we go. You know, nine-win season. Score 52 in a bowl game. Look, that's impressive. It is impressive. You know, and, you know, I'm sure some people out there have complained about the defense. Well, A, Arizona State was a good offensive team. And, B, they scored it all in the fourth quarter when the game was over. So, State won 52. I want to say it was like 52-31. It wasn't that close, though. No. I mean. No. State could have won by four or five touchdowns if they wanted to. But uh, it was good to see some of the younger guys get in without Chubb uh, playing. Um, trying to think, Jarius Moorhead had a good game, I want to say. Um, so, look, I'm excited to see what this team looks like next year. 
I think you're really building the program. I think when you have a good season like this, which is better than usual, you've got to build on it off the field, and that's what NC State's done. Number one with their recruiting class, which is going to finish top 25 in the country, which is a, a really good recruiting class for NC State, and um, keeping guys from going to the NFL. Ryan Finley and Darian Roseborough are the two that have announced that they're coming back. Um, and that's huge for me. I think a lot of people have compared Roseboro to Chubb. I'm not sure that Roseboro will jump that high in the draft. But I wouldn't be shocked to see him as a first-round pick next year, maybe second-round pick. Yeah. Um, same thing with Ryan Finley. Quarterbacks are weird. Um, I think s I know that some of them get drafted w just way too high um, because of how important the position is. So, look, we'll see what happens. If Finley comes back and the offense lives up to their potential, I could see him being a top ten pick. Yes. Um, you know, you have any thoughts on it? We're still waiting to hear about Will Richardson and Naheem Hines. If I had to bet, I mean, I, I would be stunned if Naheem Hines went to the NFL. Just absolutely stunned. I, I also would be for the sole reason that I think Naheem could perform – better than he did this past season because of he was hurt yeah for <laughs> i mean i he missed parts for of yeah games. parts of games yeah. due to injuries like he wants another crack at it and he wants another crack at it healthy yeah. is my are my thoughts i'm i agree i mean he got hurt and early in the notre dame game and if he doesn't get hurt i think it's a completely different game and if he's at 100% against Clemson, I also think it's a completely different game. And NC State nearly won that game with him at, like, 50%. Naheem is a crucial part of NC State's offense. Is he the offensive MVP in your mind this year? I would almost – part of me pr – pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, he's the other, the only one other than Ryan Finley that I can really think of that I know yeah. for a fact made huge contributions to our yeah offense. I agree, and that's because with like in the games that Naheem wasn't playing in, it was apparent. We have I like to think that NC State has a very balanced offense. Oh yeah, um, and without Naheem, when you stick J. Sam back there, not that J. Sam is not incredibly talented because he totally is. He's not Naheem. He doesn't have that speed. And neither sure. neither's Reggie. Yeah. Reggie's also very talented, but Reggie's a different kind of runner. He's a different kind of back than Naheem yeah. is. And I think that when with Naheem out, there's a lot more forcing the pass than there was mm -hmm. when Naheem was in the game because – you weren't getting the consistent yardage with every carry that you got with Nah with Naheem. Yeah, I agree. And you know, it sucks to sit here and say what could have been, but I mean you look at every game NC State lost and Naheem being out. Even the South Carolina game, you've talked about this before. That was his first game as a running back in three years. His first game yep. at the at the division one level. And then you look at the other three games that we lost, Naheem was hurt. Mm -hmm. So, 
you know. And look, injuries are always going to happen. You're never not. You're never going to be a hundred percent healthy as a football team. And I don't like to use injuries as excuses either. Next man, next man. Yeah, next man up. So, we'll see. And part of the reason why Ryan Finley said that he was coming back is because of how good the offense can be. Mm-hmm. And look, you remember the Philip Rivers days. I don't. But. I just don't see any way that next year's offense – and, I mean, look, this is completely – like, we're j- I'm just projecting things at this point. Mm-hmm. Even the best Phillip Rivers offense, I'm not sure how it compares to this next year's offense, but I would be shocked if it was better. I wish I could say that I could spit that kind of analysis when I was, like, <laughs> seven years old. <laughs> But I cannot, so I don't remember those kind of things. Yeah. Um, I think looking back, football football has changed obviously in yeah. the past. That's true. Fourteen years, Philip was Philip is about to start his fifteenth year in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, football's changed obviously, and so has the ACC. ACC is a lot tougher. Exactly. So, you're competing against completely different animals than you were when Philip and Jericho were here. Yeah. So, I think because of the changes, it's hard to compare them. Obviously, it's easy to compare quarterback positions because of the stats involved, but um, there are a lot of, like, I think there are a lot of factors that would influence the argument on that. Yeah. And, look, NC State's just going to be incredibly balanced next year. Yeah. Kelvin Harmon's the 1,000-yard uh, wideout this year. Look, he's going to be another guy that can go to the NFL next year if he wants to. He could probably go this year if he could. Um, you got Jacoby Myers. Look, I know Jacoby Myers isn't a household name, but – in terms of slot receivers in the country, I mean, who would you rather have than Jacoby Myers? Dude always comes up clutch on third downs. Um, he made that ridiculous catch against Clemson on a third and 14, I believe, that was overturned. It should not have been overturned. It was a terrible call. Um, I mean, dude was phenomenal. He juked Derwin James, who's a top 10 pick up at Florida State, juked him into oblivion, scored a touchdown on that play you got Steph Lewis on the other side great deep threat red shirt senior um, then you're gonna have Naheem in the backfield Reggie Gillespie um, uh, Ricky person one of the incoming freshmen who not sure if you're into recruiting but Ricky person learn the name and learn it fast um, I'd be stunned if he's not our starting running back after Naheem leaves as a true sophomore. Um, and then you've got the offensive line. Look, Will Richardson may or may not come back. If I had to bet, I would bet. I would not bet on him staying. I would bet that he leaves. But even still, you've still got three returning starters. You've got three guys that have uh, played significant minutes, minutes, snaps uh, this year. <coughs> and... State's going to be fine on the offensive line, and Dwayne Ludford's one of the top offensive line coaches in the country. Um, 
to look. There's just not any weaknesses on that team. There's not. I mean, even Ryan Finley gets hurt. You got Jalen McClendon to come in. Re, you know, Kelvin Harmon goes down. You've got Emeka Emezi, C.J. Riley coming in. Um, offensive line, you've got six or seven guys who can play. Running back, Naheem, Reggie Gillespie, Ricky Person, like I said. It, th I mean, the state goes too deep at almost every position with ACC caliber players. I agree. I want to go back to your comments on Jacoby Myers. Um, When he came in, I said he wasn't going to stay at quarterback. Yeah. I was like, he's going to get moved to receiver. And sure enough, he's there. And he's good. Yeah. And I think part of the reason why he's so good is because he knows, as a quarterback, as a former quarterback, he knows what Ryan Finley's looking for. Right. He knows how, like, he knows where Ryan Finley is going to place the ball. Yeah. Running a seam route, he knows he's going to place it pretty much out of bounds, j like, just close enough where he can grab it. Mm -hmm. Jacoby Myers knows these things because he's been in that position. Yeah. So, like, he clearly has a Look, high football IQ. He's clearly highly intelligent. He'd probably be the starting quarterback it, at Florida right now. Like, you can't, like. <laughs> yeah. He's he's a really good player. And I saw some stat where he was, like, had 19 third down conversions, which is insane. Like, all but one of his catches on third down went for a first down. He's not slow either. Oh, no. Not at all. <laughs> He would be insane to watch as a quarterback. Yeah. Because he'd be, like, he'd be a solid dual threat quarterback. And he's an NFL type receiver, too. Yes. I mean, that's the craziest part. Um, so we'll see what happens. Like I said, uh, I wouldn't shock me to see NC State average 40 next year. Schedule's a little easier. Um, you don't have Notre Dame and South Carolina. Instead, you have West Virginia and James Madison. West Virginia is good. Um, I am not. But they they don't play defense in the Big 12. So, NC State, I would not be shocked to see NC State score 45-50 like they did against Arizona State against West Virginia. And I know everybody's looking at the schedule, and they're like, oh, James Madison, ha-ha, another, like, small school that like we're gonna run all over like no I don't think people understand that like we're starting t the past I guess this season Marshall was a good win for us yeah Marshall was not a team that was gonna come into Carter Finley roll over and say they weren't gonna be scared either. take it yeah they like they weren't gonna do that James Madison is gonna be the exact same way James Madison has won national championships, and they can compete. At the FCS level. Yes, at the FCS level. But nonetheless, that's a national championship. Yeah, and they're going to come in looking to win. I mean, they're not – Like, I want to say they've won 26 of their past 27 games. And I'm not upset that our non-conference schedule is getting harder. Oh, not at all. Because – I was tired of playing Troy and South Alabama. Like, while those are great wins and just – it's just one on the way to getting six. 
you know? Like, that's how it was to me. It was like, all right, these are two games that NC State is going to win, and we only have to win four more, and then State can go to a bowl. Yeah. It was just like – it wasn't even a bump in the road. It was, let's get these two, and then we only have to be concerned about winning four more. And I'm sure that wasn't the mentality, but – for fans, I'm sure, like. Yeah. I mean, it was boring. It was like, oh, you're coming to the stadium to see NC State play South Alabama. Like, I, you know, obviously I want NC State to win, but I'm not interested in seeing NC State win by seven touchdowns. I'd rather sit at my apartment and watch better football. Like, I, I mean, I just, you know, yeah. don't have any interest in seeing that. Um, of course, I go to the games because I'm here, but, you know, you give me the option of watching NC State versus Troy at 6 o'clock on ESPN3 or, you know, sitting in my apartment watching, you know, Alabama-Florida State or something like that. I'd rather watch that, you know. I'll still go to the game as a student. But if I wasn't a student, I probably wouldn't go. Um, so I agree. James Madison, West Virginia. Um, I think building a stronger non-conference schedule is on the way to building a stronger program. And it gets gets you ready, too. The only bad part about the non-conference schedule is it hurts you in the rankings. If you play a good team and you lose, you're going to drop. Yeah. Um, I think NC State dropped like six spots after losing to Notre Dame. See, but the, other, but the flip side to that is if you play a good team and you win. Yeah. That's true. Um, it's, the, it's the price you pay. The risk you take. So, uh, NC State finished 23rd in the AP poll. I bet they'll be in a decent number of preseason top 25 or right on the outside. Um, Look, I said it before, and I'll say it again. If Ryan – well, it's no no longer an if. If Ryan Finley comes back, NC State will be playing Clemson for the division championship once again. I still believe that. Um, Florida State will probably be better. It'll be interesting to see how they – without Jimbo Fisher, they've got Willie Taggart instead, who's a great great recruiter. But look. shout out UCF on their national championship. Oh, <laughs> um, you're g- anybody <laughs> can recruit at Florida State. You know, a Barbie doll could recruit at Florida State. So it's a, it's a matter of coaching them up. So we'll see how he can do that. That's a winnable game at Carter Finley. Going to Louisville is going to be tough. You know, but State can win that game, especially without Lamar Jackson. Um, let's see what else. No games up north, which is, I think, a huge deal. NC State played two games, um, where it was really cold, Notre Dame and Boston College. Won one of them, fortunately, um, but it wasn't exactly pretty. Um, I think the farthest north state goes is Syracuse, but they play in a dome, so that doesn't matter. And then you've got Marshall, but that's going to be in September, so that won't be an issue either. Yeah. Um. So, look, I think NC State's got a favorable schedule. I don't think there's going to be a big drop-off on the defense. I really don't. I think the defense underachieved this year, and I think adding Ted Roof to the staff as a co-defensive coordinator will help a lot. And um, we'll see what happens. Some of these guys have been sitting on the bench, and they've been waiting their turn, and I'm excited to see what they can do. Um, Darian Roseborough is finally going to have the spotlight on him. Jermaine Pratt. Um you know, those are going to be the two guys leading the defense. So uh, we'll see what happens. I think NC State can win 10 games next year. I really do. I don't think, you know, NC State was super close this year to winning 10 games. You've got Wake Forest at home. You know, that's always 
your nemesis is always going to Winston-Salem. You go to Chapel Hill. I mean, NC State's had plenty of success there over the years. Um, I want to say your crossover game is Virginia. I mean, those are plenty of winnable games. Um, I, honestly, if NC State wins less than eight games, I, I think I'd be disappointed. I mean, a lot can change between now and then. But I – thoughts? I mean, I – I mean, look, West Virginia and Marshall are going to be good. Worst case scenario, you figure you split those. You should still beat James Madison, even though they're FCS, you know, yeah. championship contender. You go to Syracuse, that's going to be tough. But I, I don't know. I think 10 wins is doable. Yeah. Who are the losses to? Well, if you have to ask me right now, a month before the season starts, I'd probably say – I'll say NC State goes undefeated at Carter-Finley Stadium. Okay. And then I'll go uh, losses to Clemson. At Clemson. At Clemson. I Look, I wouldn't be shocked to see NC State win that game. No, no way at all. I would be shocked. Um, I'll say Syracuse and I'll say Louisville, but at the same time – NC State can definitely win those games, um, so I, I I'll sit here and say nine and three and five and three in the ACC, but I I mean look NC State could go eleven and one against that schedule. That wouldn't surprise me either. And with some good teams there too, but you got West Virginia at home. That's a that's a big help because traveling there is tough. But I could see NC State go nine and three in the regular season. Agree. If you had to bet how many games NC State wins next year, including a bowl game, including a possible ACC championship game, what would you bet right now? Eleven. I bet ten. Um, we'll see what happens. It's exciting, though. I mean, here's the thing, and, you know, I've talked about this before. A couple years ago, Chapel Hill won 11 games. They were 11-1. and one before they gave up 17,000 rushing yards to Baylor, who didn't have a quarterback. Um, they won 11 games that year. Look, 11 wins is a good season. Yeah. Unless you're at Alabama, 11 wins is a successful season. <laughs> um, but they didn't build on it. They took a step backwards with Mitch Trubisky, which is a story for another day and why he was the second pick in the draft. Who knows why? But... They took a step back. They didn't capitalize on recruiting, and they lost some dudes to the NFL. And now, look, two years later, I mean, look, to go from eleven and three to three and nine—it's a dumpster fire in two years. That <laughs> is bad. That's a dumpster that fire. That is bad. If th shouts to Larry Fedora for keeping his job, because if that had happened, well, three and nine one year. I mean, three and nine another year, he'll be fired. But can you imagine that happening at NC State? Can you imagine? Wouldn't be fun. <coughs> but look, that's my point. You've got to capitalize on it, and that's what Dave Doran's done. He's gotten these guys, these juniors who are draft eligible, he's gotten them to come back. And he's got, you know, he's got a better recruiting class than he usually does. It's almost like starting a trend to come back for your senior year. Exactly. So maybe Kelvin, you Which know. Which is a big deal. Darian Roseboro, Ryan Finley are first-round picks. Then you look at Kelvin Harmony and say, hey, Kelvin, come on back. You know, we'll you're going to be a first-round pick. Although I think Calvin Harmon will be a first-round pick next year. But 
Um, either way, you got to build on it. You got to build on it off the field, and that's exactly what MC State's done. Look, if Finley, if Finley went pro, Roseboro went pro. Um, you know, maybe your recruiting class is just outside the top twenty-five instead of inside. Then it's meh. Okay, we won nine games. That was cool. Now what? Well, we're gonna go back to winning six games next year. That's not how you build a program. Um, so I think kudos to Dave Dorn. He deserved the contract extension. I think it was uh, huge for NC State to keep him around. Okay. And uh, and the assistants too. Yeah, that's and a the big assistants deal. Keeping Eli Drinkwitz. Look, Eli Drinkwitz gets a lot of um, what's the word? Flack, I guess. <laughs> and you got to understand, Dave Doran's a defensive coach. Eli Drinkwitz runs the offense. He calls the plays. He does everything for the offense. He's the quarterbacks coach, all that. So two or three play calls a game is not that big of a deal compared to what he does. Does that make sense? Every every week, all year, his recruiting, his coaching of Finley. Look how much better Ryan Finley was from year one to year two. I still will be – okay, first of all, it's going it, – it's good that Finley is coming back because Devin Leary is going to have the opportunity to develop as a person and a player uh-huh. before he – is expected to lead a football team. Um, <clears throat> but I'm also very curious to see how our offense – I might have mentioned this before. Yeah, I think you have. How our offense will be run after Finley is no longer our quarterback because of how long Drinkwitz and Finley have been Yeah, and a dynamic duo. <laughs> yeah, and here's here's the thing about that. I'm not sure how much longer Eli Drinkwitz is going to be around. I know it'll be for at least one more year, but that guy wants a head coaching deserve. Excuse me, a head coaching job, <laughs> and he deserves one, and he's going to get one at some point. And you know, if you if you have an offensive coordinator who leaves to go be a head coach, you know, pat him on the butt and say, "All right, good luck." You know, like you've earned this, you've deserved this, and uh, I think that could happen next year. I really do. Um, The other thing you talk about, Devin Leary, I just want to point this out. I mean, this is irrelevant for next year, but uh, Matt McKay registered this year, and he was scout team offensive player of the year. Devin Leary is not just going to get the starting job. He's going to have to earn it um, against Matt McKay. And I I talk about that because you look at NC State's quarterbacks in the past, Finley and uh, Jacoby Brissett were transfers, obviously. But Phillip Rivers and Russell Wilson were not highly recruited. No. And they beat out higher recruited players. Um, so keep that in mind, you know, with Matt McKay and Devin Leary in two years. Um, so we'll see what happens. It's exciting time to be an NC State football fan, you know. When I was in middle school, high school, you know, NC State football was just like, you know, that's cool. All right, I'll listen to a game, whatever. Maybe we'll go to a bowl game if we're if we have a good season. Um, maybe we'll beat Chapel Hill. Maybe we'll pull an upset, but. NCAA is building a program here, and it's exciting. And I'm already ready for next year. Um, and we'll see what happens. I just think it's crazy how just over a year ago, Dave Dorn was a, was a quarter away from getting fired. And now, look at him. Look at me now. <laughs> Big things to come for NC State football 
And NC State basketball, too. Yeah. Talk about that. you got to lay the foundation. That's what Dave Dorn did with this senior class. He laid the foundation. That's what Kevin Keats is doing. And NC State fans everywhere are begging Debbie Yao not to retire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not looking forward to that at all. Me neither. Anything else you've got to add? Football, basketball, softball, women's golf, um, wrestling. Yeah, no, I was just saying. Sad. Um. No? All right. Hockey. NCZ Club Hockey plays Chapel Hill. Again. Again in PNC Arena on January 29th at 7 p.m. Once again, a requested $5 donation. The money will go to. Is that a Monday? What day is yes, that? Yes, that's Monday. UNC Hockey, but it is at PNC Arena. So make sure you show out. Um, definitely still trying to promote that, even though it's a Chapel Hill home game. Trying to grow the sport of I'll hockey in the South. You won't know it's a Chapel Hill home game based on the crowd there, in case you were concerned. No, about show that. up. Wear your NC State gear. Sing the fight song. Yeah. Do great things. So that's three weeks from yesterday, I believe. Yes. So 29th. The end of this 29th month. 29th of January. It's a Monday. And we'll definitely keep bringing that up for yeah. you guys so we can have a reminder. There's also a hockey game at home, Raleigh Iceplex, this Friday. Should make it out. Versus Delaware. Delaware's a good team. Pack TV has the call live on YouTube if you can't make it out, but obviously, Being pack the better. Plex. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, all right, two basketball games between now and the next time we're here. Thursday against Clemson. Who you got? State's getting the dub. Okay. Virginia? At Virginia on Sunday? State's getting the L. <laughs> I hate to say that. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I feel confident they're coming off a high against Duke. Playing in PNC again. Hopefully there'll be a decent student crowd there because it's there will be it's late but there was a big win so yeah I, I mean I have to agree with you one thing I coaches teams certain teams always have certain other certain teams numbers for some odd reason and I think Virginia is a team that has our number especially under Mark Gottfried I agree. so I'm interested to see how Keats changes that because last year Keats almost beat them in the tournament and it's it's such a that's a good observation. It's such a contrast of styles. Virginia wants to score seven points a game and win seven to five with their defense, and Keats wants to score a million points, um, and still uses defense. <laughs> yeah, and still use defense. So we'll, I think that'll be interesting. Something to keep an eye on, really, as Keats, you know, grows his team in the ACC. I'll agree with you. I think State will get get the win on Thursday and. Uh, lose on Sunday. I think it's a close one though on yeah. Thursday. On Thursday? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, Sunday I think will be close too, but uh, we'll see. Hope to have a guest next week as well. Um, yeah. So glad to be back though. Yeah. I am. Yeah, same. It's your last semester. How do you feel? Terrified. Good. All right. Somebody give me a job, please. <laughs> That's going to do it for us on this edition of The Howler. We want to thank you for listening and hope that you will tune in again next week.
Thanks for listening to The Howler, a service of PAC-TV. Find out more at go.ncsu.edu slash sports.